It's 7.10. We have uh, clear skies for the most part, but cold temps, 23 degrees our temp right now. We'll have Bob with the forecast in just a moment or so and Jim with traffic. That uh, actually coming up in just a few minutes. But first of all, we are going to take some time and talk with uh, Northfield's police chief, Mark Elliott, on the uh, Daryl Budinsky uh, missing persons case. Uh, chief, uh, first of all, thank you so much for answering our call today. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> Jeff. Glad to be here. Let's, uh, while you have, I know you're on your way to work, you've got to get some things going, so we're going to uh, adjust our schedule here just a little bit for you. Uh, but we wanted to have somebody on to, to talk about uh, the, uh, give us an update on the uh, Daryl Budinsky case. Most people know him as Dice. I tell you what, why don't we start off by, I guess, starting off at the beginning. Uh, Dice went missing, was it October the 1st? Yeah, that's right, Jeff. Um, October 1st, that Friday morning, uh, we know that uh, he had contact with a couple regular folks that uh, that he sees. Um, and that was really the last time uh, that we can put together that somebody talked to him um, or that he was around. Uh, after, later that weekend, on that Sunday, he was reported missing. Um, and so that's when we started working on the case. Uh, let's talk about the, the early stages. Did you have really much information going on? You know, you watch TV shows, you know, the first 48 hours and such are the most important. Um, did you have much to work with at that point? Yeah, we really didn't have, have much. Um, it, he lived alone. Mm -hmm. Um, so there wasn't, uh, like a roommate said, Hey, I haven't seen him for a few hours type of thing. Um, and it was more than 48 hours before this was even reported to us. Um, but in those early stages, uh, we did, um, some activities that we do on a normal missing person case, checking, um, you know, his regular routines with folks that knew him, that type of thing, as well as, uh, we got some, uh, search resources underway. Uh, Minnesota search and rescue dogs were out, um, and as well as uh, using um, bloodhounds and cadaver dogs uh, in that first week to search areas he was known to frequent. Um, and really the next week was the first time we had anything that showed, uh, uh, you know, any evidence of, of him being missing. And that was finding of a hat and wallet of his over near, uh, near the new roundabout off 246. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, in that area, we searched pretty extensively, uh, again, with, uh, with dogs, drones, uh, underwater drones, that type of thing in the ponds and, uh, retention ponds around that area, as well as the wetlands, um, and person search over in that area too. We do know that some friends had organized some search as well. And, uh, so we were talking with them a little bit on areas they were at to, uh, coordinate some of those search areas. Um, but we really haven't found any additional information since that time. Wow, boy, you, you go through and all of a sudden it be, becomes a, a cold case um, with with the dog searching and, and bloodhounds and such. I guess, you know, I don't want to play into rumors and such, but did he hop in the car with somebody? Did he get a ride? Do we have any, is there anything that might indicate that all of a sudden he was standing in one spot and then he was no longer, you know, the scent was no longer? Yeah, that's something that we just don't know of. Um, mm -hmm. The area he lives, there's no cameras in that area, and we generally just don't have a lot of uh, you know cameras in public spaces that he frequented that we could say, yep, he got in a car with someone. Um, generally, uh, he walked places or rode his bike. Mm -hmm. 
and his bike was found uh, at his home, so we don't believe he left on that at all. And uh, he did occasionally uh, go to the casino, but it was usually like with friends of his. Again, this was occasional. It wasn't like an everyday thing. Um, and people who knew him pretty well. And we've talked to quite a few of his friends. We've talked to his brothers. Um, and nobody seems to have an indication of, of where he went. You know, early on, we listed this as um, a missing endangered person because uh, we understand he had uh, some early onset dementia. Um, and so that's concerning, obviously, um, because it's possible he could have made some decisions that are just very unlike his normal decision-making process. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the BCA involved early, as, as you had mentioned before. Uh, they bring some additional resources, which include, uh, you know, the, the, the dogs that you had mentioned. Uh, what else do they bring, uh, expertise do they bring to a case like this? Yeah, the BCA is really, they're a statewide law enforcement agency, and they're there to support local law enforcement. So they have a lot of experience working missing person cases. So um, we've been able to work with their agents um, to talk about the different steps we've been doing in the investigation, make sure that there's nothing that we're missing, um, as well as, uh, you know, just advising us on some of their expertise from prior cases they've worked as well. Uh, as far as people f f forming search parties and going out looking for them, you know, we're at the time of year right now where they are, uh, we have been over the course of the last, <clears throat> pardon me, couple of months where uh, farmers are out in the fields, hunters are out in the woods. Uh, there are a lot of people out uh, in places that uh, I, I guess with uh, the, the, the autumn and the leaves falling down, things are a little bit easier to see. Have you, have you gotten anything at all from either farmers or hunters or any uh, tips uh, at all from them? We haven't got any. And, um, you know, that was one of those things that we were rather hopeful for um, is that, uh, as you mentioned, during harvest season, hunting season, uh, even locally, uh, folks raking the leaves in their backyards and, and things like that, that there's a lot of people. This is a time of year in Minnesota where people are outside a lot, mm -hmm. um, getting their yards ready for winter or as I said, the hunters uh, out and the farmers as well. And we haven't received any information uh, from them. So obviously our concern, if something bad happened, if there's foul play or if he walked off and got disoriented um, and possibly was out in the element somewhere that someone would find him. And we just haven't received any tips on that. Hmm. Um, we appreciate the public's help and concern for him and that they're out looking. I uh, also want to advise people that um, they need to be careful about going on private land and trespassing and those type of things and be conscious of that. Um, so they're respecting other property owners' rights. And as I said, we have no information that there is any indication he is anywhere specific. If there was, we would certainly be looking. Um, you know, if he had a regular walking path that he walked, you know, down 246 or out Highway 3 or something, we would be checking those areas. He primarily stayed in town for the most part, and we've done quite a bit of searching here in town. From the standpoint of uh, where the investigation is now, are there things that you have uh, ruled out or not ruled out? Is everything still on the table? And I guess when I, when I ask you that, uh, it's uh, foul play. Uh, you know, people, their minds wander, and you think of things like this. Are there... Have you ruled that out yet? We haven't ruled that out. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some things with an ongoing investigation I just can't talk about publicly. Um, but we certainly are uh, looking at that as a possibility, uh, doing some uh, investigations uh, 
that would assist us in trying to find some evidence if there is foul play or some motive behind um, his disappearance. Uh, so we continue to work on those. All right. Once again, Police Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us. We are talking about uh, missing person, uh, Daryl Dice-Badinsky, who uh, disappeared on October the 1st. Boy, it's been, we're going on a month and a half, going on two months now. Uh, are there any stones left unturned? Uh, what, what do you think the next month or so will look like as far as this investigation goes? Yeah, as far as stones unturned, um, we feel we, we've been pretty solid on following up any reasonable leads that we've had. Um, I think we move into that, that part now where we try to look at those really uncommon um, parts of this case mm-hmm. and uh, see if we can find anything there. Um, it, you know, it's difficult. We live in a country where people are free to move about and come and go as they please. They have freedoms, personal freedoms and choices, and they can do that. And that's certainly a possibility. We think it's highly unlikely that that was the case, that he chose uh, to just disappear. Um, that doesn't fit with anything that we've seen recently um, or heard from his friends recently. Um, so we don't believe he willfully just decided to kind of go on his own and mm-hmm. um, leave everything behind. Um, so we are concerned for, for his well-being, um, and we certainly hope that uh, as the word has spread, as we mentioned, there's friends and family that are concerned. They're spreading the word. I know that they're putting lawn signs and banners up and, and things like that. Um, we've had it on social media for, um, well, since the first week that he was reported. Mm-hmm. Um, the BCA has spread that message statewide to statewide law enforcement agencies, um, as well as through their media channels and that type of thing. So we know the word has spread uh, widely that he's missing, and we're just hoping someone comes across him. Yeah, boy, it, uh, you know, we've kind of struggled to have updates here because there really haven't, haven't been too much to really update people on. Uh, it has been just kind of a Man, almost like a and you know, just a complete disappearance into thin air. Wow. Well, uh, Chief, is there anything else you'd like to mention while we have you here? Uh, we'd just like to thank the public for their concern mm-hmm. um, and for uh, their efforts um, as they continue to. I know it's difficult because friends and family. All, I want to do something. I want to help. Um, so as they go about their searches, just uh, asking them to be safe. And be careful, especially if they're around roads and roadways and traffic. We want them to be safe when they're out there. Uh, it is still hunting season, so if they're out in uh, wooded or field areas, to make sure that they're wearing that blaze orange um, or at least some type of full-color traffic vest or something mm-hmm. so that they're visible. And then to respect the property rights of other folks, too. If it says no trespassing, don't go on that property unless you've made contact with the property owner. All right. Chief, thank you so much for stopping in this morning. Much appreciated. We appreciate your work on the case as well. You're welcome, and thank you for getting this information out. Mm -hmm. Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.